<laughs> it's true. You're always breathing in the background. Weird. Okay. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 178 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Chris. This is the podcast with randomness, technology and life. You never quite know what you're going to get, but here we are. Yeah, it's going to be pretty random today as well, I think. I'm functioning on not much sleep. Chris, Why are you fun- oh, Chris, you can't, you're doing late shift and we got, you got up early? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's what's happening there. And uh, so this episode, are you right there? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just laughing at some of these things written down here that I don't know anything about. Carry that's, on. <laughs> you, you sound surprised, Chris. Uh, it's always like that. Don't worry, I've put them down. I know what's happening. But we are going to talk about the... Actually, what is the actual title of the thing we just went to? The Great New Zealand Food Show. There we go. The Great New Zealand Food Show uh, was ha- was happening right now in Hamilton, Saturday, Sunday. Um, At Claudeland's uh, Arena. Yes, just around the corner from the world Lush headquarters. Mo- of Lush Monster Incorporated. Well, no, I was going to say the world headquarters of the Chris and Sam podcast. It's not that far away from here, is it? Oh, I suppose not. No. But uh, I'm not sure if I'd pay for a ticket, to be honest. Uh, it's just not really my thing, usually. <laughs> Chris managed to scam some free tickets out of a supplier somehow. Yep, yep. They uh, happily uh, did that. I said I'd talk to them at the show. It was pretty busy, so I ignored them. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realise. Who was it? The Pure Delish. The um, muesli cereal that you tasted. Oh, oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, then. That was really good muesli, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're getting their stuff. Oh, in. a little shout-out to them. A little shout-out to them. Yeah, uh, Pure Delish. I have got some shout-outs to do from the food show, to be honest with you. That's good. Um, I didn't bring down all the pieces of paper. You've got it. Perfect. Oh. You've got it right in front of you, the one I was talking about. Angel food. The dairy-free uh, vegan um, cheese, which uh, no doubt Sam will tell us about a uh, little person there. So, Pierre and Ara. Pia and Ara. Shout uh, out to these. Shout out to them. They uh, definitely have the personality uh, to be in a show. And because I, I was saying to Sam, you live and die with your stall as to how much personality the people in your stall has or does not have. I think it's always blown me away that people put idiots in yep, stalls. Yep. I think if you're tired, you're hungover, you don't want to be there or you don't believe in the product. Who cares? You're there to do a job. You need to be at 110% the whole day. I could do that. If I could I could see myself doing that if I had to. Yeah. For, well, you've and seen I, me I, talk I, about pumpkins. So. Yeah, and I've, I've done it. I've, I've done a few shows over the yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. As well. And you just turn it on. It's, it is like an acting gig. You know, clouds, clowns may have sad, alcoholic lives, but they entertain the children when they've got the paint, face paint on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, so anyway, so... Pia and Ara were not like that. They were Pierre amazing. Were Very amazing. Good. So I we said we'd give them a, a sh- shout out. And, I, I, um, I spent a bit of money on some stuff. And uh, hopefully they're listening to the podcast. And make sure to check out thechrisandsampodcast.com where there's 177 other episodes uh, that you can check out and you can learn. And actually, you can listen on the front page at uh, What the Laugh of Chris is. I highly suggest yep, you do yep. that. 
Okay. Uh, we also, I've got a shout out to Lisa from Mama's <coughs> Donuts. She doesn't know I'm saying this, so she doesn't know that about this podcast existing. So it's probably a pointless one. But I have to say, Mama's Donuts truly are life changing. Because she was giving me the big pitch and I was like, oh, whatever. And you were like, they're amazing. And I've had other people say they're amazing. And I bought them and I had the first one. I was like, oh, that's really good donut. And then I had the second one. I was like, oh my God. I don't want to eat anything else again for the rest of my life except Mama's Donuts. So made here in Hamilton, uh, you find them in Tauranga sometimes. They have a caravans where they all started. Does it change anything for you knowing that they're all Mormons and it's a bunch of Mormons making them? I uh, didn't know that. Uh, no, it doesn't. Just wondering. There's not going to be a coffee-flavoured one. That's the only thing that's in my head now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah maybe. Anyway. So back... To- and, and we have to... Oh, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I was just going to go back to Angel Food. So it's dairy-free, vegan... Uh, sounds really weird, but it's a really good product, real tasty. And if you gave it to someone, they would not know. Uh, so, <laughs> no, seriously. Is that no, good? no, you're right. You're right, because I didn't know it until you said Well, there's a giant sign, there's and Chris is just sign. oblivious to it. <laughs> yeah, totally so, so what's this made out of? Yeah, it's uh, like, she goes, it's dairy-free. I'm like, but it's cheese. And she has no sense. Like, look at the giant six-foot sign that you were standing next to that says dairy-free. I'm that's like, right. Oh. So some old man was going past, and his wife who just tried it said to, you know, would you want to try it? Well, I'm not trying that. It's not real cheese. How can they call it cheese? It has no dairy in it and she's like yeah no but look it looks like cheese and you should taste it's really good i'm not tasting that and then he like stormed off it's like people that say that that making that meat that's not really meat so uh good that he's uh keeping up with trends um (laughs) but he's not you know you can i can guarantee he's going to be like the guy who was uh married to our office lady at the at uh, my old work when we went out she specifically said all he can eat is potatoes and meat. Nothing else. He doesn't want any other fancy crap. He doesn't want seasoning. He doesn't want sauces. He does not want salad. You just bring out meat and potatoes. Okay? Yeah. So anyway, they bring out all the salad and all this other crap that he obviously didn't want to eat. But he seemed okay about it. Like, it was her big thing. Uh, this guy today, I'm pretty certain, would have been the same. Uh, you ask him to cook something, and he's probably at the same level as my dad which involves trying to fry something in a frying pan and burning half of it. So Sort of similar to me. Uh, no, you... No, well, no, I have, I have to admit, cooking. you are probably next level up because you do make things in a rice cooker and that would be foreign to this dude today and my dad. They'd be like, oh, I don't know about that foreign food. Right, okay. Uh, also, we're going to yell out, shout out to uh, Joe. Joe Bishop, uh, who was their uh, fronting brewrocracy, who have a really nice porter. It was really good, actually. I quite like that. So brewrocracy is a local craft beer. So that was the Great New Zealand Food Show. In um, a nutshell. Yeah, it's about fourth year. I think it's their fourth year. Uh, they were in Mystery Creek the last couple of years, I think. That is, that's the, is that the, I don't know. No, I'm thinking of the... Is it the Waikato Home Show? No, yeah, but one of them keeps changing their name and it got really confusing. Uh, so there was the Waikato Show and then it was the Winter Waikato Show and then there was the Home Show, but then there was the Waikato Home Show and then different yeah. people. Yeah, it was all sorts, but I think... This yeah. one was purely food, so it was That's good. Right. Also, Bite Me was quite good, eh? We had lunch out of the Bite Me van. Oh, is that what it was called? Yes. Not sure, can't remember, but I had this amazing, amazing bourbon-infused uh, beef burger. Really, really good. Chris had some sort of vegetarian crap. Um, <laughs> it was really no, good, it was too. good. Um, yeah. But, but I uh, have to say, one of the things, like, I'm not keeping up with food trends. I have no idea what's happening, but... <laughs> 
I do like seeing new products, but the have th- you heard? Can I tell you the word? The word is turmeric. Turmeric. Can you say it again? Turmeric. Reach your hands to the heavens and say turmeric. Rub yourself in turmeric and see the amazing, amazing uh, beneficial. Rub it on your face, and you too can look like all the all the, the president of the United States of America. Turmeric. All, all the medicinal uh, benefits of something I found in the ground and ground up. Turmeric. Anyway, turmeric <laughs> seemed to have a big, a big, um, a big showing this year. So, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Sorry. Good Apologies fun. Good fun. Getting carried away there. Um, <laughs> is that the only thing I had on there? <laughs> Pretty much. Why are you surprised at this? So, okay, no, I have to tell you about song pick. Hey, yeah, okay, this is go. my tick. Let's put the tech music on. Um, so, yeah, so this is my tech thing. I am not a music person. In fact, I've just realised today that it's uh, New Zealand Music Month because apparently that happens every May, and I forget about it every May until the end of May, and they go, oh, I'm missing New Zealand Music Month again. But anyway, I'm not into music at all. Okay. Uh, one of the suppliers came around and made the mistake of thinking I was, and I told him I wasn't, but we're the same age, so we knew the same bands back in the day, Duran Duran and Def Leppard. Oh, I, for a while there, I thought it was some sort of thing you could only listen on a gramophone. <laughs> well, I do have it upstairs on uh, vinyl, so yeah, we can listen to it later. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sam's going, I've got to go to work. Go to work. Well, I, I, yeah. I actually do have to go to work, so... <laughs> Good excuse. Um, but anyway, so he says, um, oh, so you've got Spotify. I'm like, don't have anything like that. So if you have Spotify or iTunes, you can get, because he was looking for a, a song and he was looking for a specific song. Hang on, just to, just to, re- song hang on, just, yeah, yeah, just to reframe this. This is a guy who's trying to sell you some sort of food product. Is I that buy right? a load of rice off him. Okay, so rice it was guy. Friday, he was just chilling the, out. Okay, the rice guy's chilling out, talking music, and something called Song Kick. Yeah. Okay, carry so on. So he sorry. said, I was looking for a song, and it came up with a Song Kick on Google, and I checked it out. It's really cool. So what it is, it's a service. Now, have you looked into this, or are you going from the rice guy's description? I'm going from the rice guy's okay. description. I had. Big plans, big plans of researching this in depth and reading it all up. Yeah, re- it. yeah um, I'm sure you did. But I, I figured, why let our listeners um, miss out on the, the the chance of discovery themselves? They can have that feeling of discovery when they uh, research it more in depth. So anyway, so Songkick is a service that you put in the artist, and it will tell you where they're playing. It's like cyber stalking your artists around the world so they go okay tonight they're playing in in this place and then they're playing in this place and then they're playing in this place the next day and all that sort of stuff or you can set your town and it tells you when anybody that's in your genre or related to your genre is coming to your town um so apparently it's it's pretty pretty freaking cool and Uh, i thought that was a great idea yeah it's pretty good and it sounds like yeah, this sounds pretty good if you're into your bands and uh, wouldn't be too hard to... Yeah. Yeah, so if you're into a specific genre of music and you want to know when anybody's coming to town, because you can set it so it'll alert you by email or I'm whatever. I'm sure it will. Of, of, Three of in the morning. <laughs> Guess what? This band's coming. Oh, my God. Or if you win the lotto, you can just go, where are my favourite bands? I'm just following them for the next three concerts. Uh, yeah. And just be one of those creepy guys. That's right. Hey, but do you know but what? I think the Bengals are broken up now. So. Okay, I, I don't. I don't really know what he's talking about now. To be honest, walk like an Egyptian. Oh, okay. 
Um, oh, just shaking my head in disbelief. <laughs> so Kiwi, Kiwi uh, IndyCar driver Scott Dixon has uh, auditioned for American Ninja Warrior, of all things. Oh, because you wrote down America, America Ninja Warrior, and I was like, what's a Ninja Warrior? I want to find out what a Ninja Warrior yeah, is. Yeah, no, you got to read between the lines there. <laughs> <clears throat> no time for spelling as I'm uh, super busy. Oh, really? Yeah, um, there's a screen grab. He does not look like... <laughs> <laughs> that does not look like yeah. yeah he's been a fan for many years and then when he said he when you actually try it it's very tough really no crap really uh so yeah how much practice do they get like you can't send a particularly like so i guess they're doing celebrity ninja warriors now is that what that's no what no I don't, I don't think it's celebrity i think he just turned up Oh, wow. I think he's just a Kiwi and goes, I want to have a go at that. Yeah, and good on him because I'd do that too. I, I always w- said I'd love to do that. I would have been would have been into that when I was, uh, well, 20 years ago, let's put it that way. When you were training. 30 years ago, probably. <laughs> 30 years ago. No, no, but but the you see the diehard people build their own sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's probably... But, you know, what I'm saying is if they did have celebs in, they don't, you don't want them falling off the first hurdle because they've never done anything like it and they think, it, oh, this would be easy. Duh. Maybe. Yep. Talking about uh, dirt people. Oh, I don't know which one I should talk about this. Hey, uh, a Northland school, it's all in the news. Um, <laughs> they yes. brought out a pamphlet for responsible meth usage. Uh, it's outraged a, uh, outraged a parent. Um, but the uh, One drug- parent in the whole of Northland outraged about this. All the rest like, oh, yeah, that no. works, eh? Well, oh, no. She, give that a she's go? the one talking in the media, so... <laughs> But did you hear any of this? No, no. You, you mentioned something, but I wasn't really listening. So, you know, uh, this is some of the things. So, you know, drug education has been around a while, sex education as well as school and things like that. So this is some of the little little tidbits of information that you should know about when you're a teenager at high school, uh, especially up north. Number one, when taking meth, eat something every four to five hours, drink more water than normal. And if you've been awake longer than 24 hours, have a break. Number two, brush your teeth after eating food or drinking sweet drinks. Mm. Number three, you can't sleep on meth. If you want to sleep later, don't use it after 3pm. Avoid mixing meth with other drugs or medications, especially hallucinogens and antidepressants. It's hard to predict how one affects another in your system. And then later... So these are not... Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing to get that information out. Because it makes you think, right? Without... Without that information... No, I disagree. It's bullshit. No, no, without that information, if I was a teenager and I was like, oh, I've got to give that a go, I've got no cognizant of any other effects that will really, uh, you know, affect me other than my parents will be pissed off. No, no, no. But this doesn't tell you what the dangers are of meth. It says glass pipes will become brittle. Make sure you have a Pyrex pipe if possible. Injecting meth. Don't inject it. Meth is illegal. Be discreet. Only keep less than five grams for personal use. Oh, okay. okay? That's really bad. So this is a pamphlet. <laughs> but it doesn't talk about the dangers of physically, mentally, or socially, or how to get help if you are addicted to meth. Okay. It's how to use meth and, like... Try and be functional on it. So they've... All right. No, no. You got me. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I didn't realise all that. Yeah, no, no. I was leading to it. But... It's because uh, normally they, from past experience and back in the Stone Age when you're at school, they probably <laughs> I don't know what the hell they did with you, but they'd be like, "These are the dangers." Of- when we got stoned, it was with stones. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> because they don't give you out a pamphlet saying 
This is how you smoke marijuana. Nah. Do they? Like, nah. it's completely nah, thing. Ask your parents. But, yeah. <laughs> but at what point do you say, how, you know, how big is the problem if that's what you're doing at the school? Yeah, no, no, no. You, no you're absolutely right. Somebody's missed a. <laughs> really stuffed that one up. Because I. Th- my point, the point I was going to make, which was totally invalidated by the rest of the, the thing there, was that I think it's a good thing to say, tell things, um, impacts that people wouldn't normally think about. Because I wouldn't have thought about it. You won't be able to sleep if you do this after three. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, totally. If I'm a teenager particularly, I'm like, I really like sleep. I really, really, really liked sleep when I was a teenager. So, yeah, maybe if somebody says at five, six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, you want some pee, I'm like, eh, nah, let's leave it till Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know. So I, I think there's some benefit in having those lower level um, information. Yeah, yeah. I think know? they've just put it together in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we checked out, well, I've watched the whole season now. Chris has watched the first episode. There's a Netflix <laughs> show called Rosted On. It's an Australian um, self-funded independent uh, production, I found out. And uh, it's about these people working in an electronic retail store. So, Bex, I know you're listening to this, Bex. You're going to love it. You really are. You're going to love it. Anyway, carry on. And they've just nailed so many things yeah, that totally. happen with if you're serving customers. Um, they're a little bit Australian, like because it is Australian. But, I mean... Not little- super. Yeah, no, they're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it ends it ends okay and then there's no season two and then at the start of episode two they've got like a, a thing at the end I think it was because someone died and I'm not sure if that was the writer slash director. Oh, wasn't that chick because you said that the girlfriend switched out? No, no, that was just from the pilot to the, oh, to right, the season. Okay. And it's the pilot out. I watched, was it? You watched the pilot? Yeah. So it was all right. Uh, there seems to be no second season so there's no follow-on from the story. It just ends. Uh, there's a bit with the um, psycho uh, warehouse guy again, another bit that you'll love. Oh, cool. um, he takes revenge on a customer. <laughs> so check it out. They're like 20 minute, 22 minutes long. It's called Rosted On. There's six uh, six episodes plus the pilot. On Netflix. On Netflix. Don't really have to think about it. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, I've been getting updates from a website. Do you know what FreeCycle is? No. Oh, no. Maybe you mentioned something because it sounds familiar now. Not sure. Uh, I think it's FreeCycle.org. Uh, check that out. Just Google Free Cycle, and you sign up to different areas. So uh, I'll sign up to the Waikato area, and it's like a um, what do they call them back in the day, Chris? When they're in the newspaper trade and exchange. There we go. That's what it is. Oh, okay, it's not what I thought. So you list uh, just random thing off the top of my head. I've got four hundred empty egg containers. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then... Oh, 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 I'm looking at his eyes, and I'm like, what is he looking at? at the oh, he's looking at the containers. Ah, so they're my air containers, so keep your eyes off them. So uh, you can list things on there, and then people will say, yeah, I want that, and they'll come pick it up for free. There's no money exchanged. Uh, but some people... Can but if anybody has a booklet on how to turn egg empty egg containers into a soundproof booth for a, a podcast studio it'll be on youtube yeah but um, um but we're, we're collecting the egg containers but we haven't done anything with it. but um yeah so it's pretty good and every day or week or i'm not sure how what the frequency is because sometimes it seems real random i get an email saying uh these people have got this and these people want this 
So uh, I think I'm going to put one up there for when that grapefruit tree's bloody. Oh yeah, right. yeah. So we've got can- a huge grapefruit tree out in the front of our place. Now our place, um, if you if you, if you you know walk through all the fans and people that just camp out in front of our house, um, it's got no like yard or fence or anything. It's it's the the verge is straight to the curb. Yeah, that's right. You know, so uh, people help themselves to to those grapefruit. Yep. And but the problem is out- it's huge amounts and we're on a, one of the steepest hills in Hamilton. We're, yep. we're near the bottom, but steepest hills in Hamilton. We're in, so the, when we're, they- we're in the hill that people love running up and down just to get some training. Yeah, um, and they, uh, the, yeah, the, the grapefruit fall off and then they roll down the hill. So you get squashed grapefruit all down the hill. It's great. It's great. Good times. So, uh, yeah, check that out if you want to get rid of something or if you want to pick something up I don't know why we're on about the grapefruit. I don't think anybody cares. Sorry about that. No, no, people do. <laughs> uh, there's a really cool article I read basically saying how crap Tauranger is. Um, oh, is it not? <laughs> Cool. Wait, so was the heading Tauranga's shit? Because that's what you put there. No, the actual... No, no, I, I paraphrased a bit there. Voters in the cultural desert that is Tauranga say no to museum. So last year, they they officially overtook Dunedin as New Zealand's fifth largest city. I didn't know that, but that was cool. And this person wrote a comment about how great it was. And there's a big boom and stuff and, you know, growth and they're jamming in. There's massive subdivisions when you drive down. It's called yep. the lakes and... All this sort of stuff, and um, it, it's got. They They've say they've got a lot going for them, though, right? Uh, so we've got good good weather down there. It's got a port, which yeah. is huge. It's when you lived there when I because I lived there for three years. Um, when I first went there, the first thing people tell you when you're looking for a job in there ten dollar tower ten dollar tower like they were just, What's that mean? That Sorry. means it's just like you're going to get minimum wage in almost every job. Like the oh, general right, consensus right, right. is that... They don't pay bugger. As well. Um, but this article saying that some of the country's most historically significant events... Um, happen in Tauranga, and they don't have a museum, and their treasures. Or- so, oh, sorry, they've got no museum. No, they never had. They oh, never wow. Had. Okay. No, All no, right. no. So, um, and their Tauranga treasure is uh, stored in a warehouse in Mount Monganui somewhere. So they've got some stuff that's historically important, and they said it's a disgrace. So they're holding on to it, but nobody can look at it. Yeah, yeah. So apparently their council. So I'm glad that there's other crazy councils around because ours haven't. I haven't heard anything about them doing anything mental. Well, lately. we haven't got our freaking library yet. No, no, they're working on it. It's going to be um, no, September. I haven't seen it yet. It's not happened yet. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until September and believe it when I see it. No, no, I've seen the behind-the-scenes photos. They're sharing what's happening. Oh, okay. So what... No, hang on. Just to talk about the Hamilton Museum... Uh, library. library. Almost every single thing that they have to do to fix it to make it earthquake-proof is all the behind-the-scenes area that's not public-facing. So yeah. they said, here's the behind-the-scenes photos. Fosters are in there now ripping the guts out of it and rebuilding all these floors and stuff. So um, September's... Would it, would it make... Would it impact you? Would it make, make a difference if you knew that Fosters were all Mormon and they were... Not at all, because I won't be eating their timber. Uh, <laughs> so I think they are, eh? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. At yeah, all. yeah, no, I did some uh, did some work with them when I was working in a previous job. Yeah. Uh, so the Tauranga Council voted to contribute twenty million dollars towards a fifty-five million dollar facility on a cliff top in the central city, and wow. the, re- the remainder was hopefully going to come from the government and various trusts. Uh, they reckon it was going to cost the ratepayers a uh, dollar thirty a week to build and operate the museum, right? Forever. So you think that, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, I assume. You think that, this, this is what the person said, you think $20 million would be chump change for a city of Tauranga side, 130,000 people, and it keeps growing. But instead of having the courage to commit to the project for the good of the whole community, the gutless council decided to hold a referendum. And of course, uh, it was 60-40 against. So, no museum for you. Ugh. And the very last line... Oh, uh, I see they've closed the comments on this article, so I assume there's some rage and anger in there, which I haven't checked out, but make sure you check them out. The very last line is, suddenly, Auckland's traffic isn't looking so bad. Oh, that's a that's a hard call, because I've got to say, the last few times I've gone to Auckland, I'm like, I really, really, really don't want to go to Auckland anymore, ever, for any reason whatsoever. Like, it's Was the last re- time you went for the re- pumpkin drop? Uh, or did you go in between? I can't remember. Did I do the food show before the pumpkin drop or after it? Don't know. I think Those was... were the last two times I went anyway. Food show, you know, food stuff's food show and the pumpkin drop. Uh, yeah, no, it was terrible. It was so bad. Anyway, carry on. For some reason, uh, this week I'm on a roller reading what other councils are up to. Um, Rotorua City Council has uh, started to think about if they're going to do their Mudtopia Festival again. Now, we talked about... We, I was going to say, didn't we talk about this before? We talked about this because they had to... Uh, they lost more than half a million dollars. Importing mud. They had to import all the mud from, uh, I want to say, Korea or somewhere silly. And um, they sold 1,500 tickets and they gave 12,000 tickets away. Uh, so the 14,000 people attending, that was from that was a very, very good... Um, success uh, from a festival experience viewpoint, apparently. Yeah, it was, it was very successful. We managed to give away that many tickets, and they took them. That was awesome. And because uh, they'd given them all to the ratepayers, you see, who also had to uh, pay all the money. Um, and also, but they would ran it between the first and third of December. It was probably a factor for slow ticket sales. See, Mudtopia is not a bad idea for Rotorua, right? In my mind. You know, no, no, it, makes, it, it made sense. Bringing when they all first... that mud in from overseas just seems a bit... Well, no, they had to because uh, they couldn't use the local mud because I thought something was wrong with it. Yeah. But anyway... But couldn't they find mud in New Zealand somewhere? Oh, they just terrible. I'm amazed they didn't go on a mud-finding mission like that. Wasn't other. it them that went over... No, it was Dunedin, wasn't it? It went over in looking Vicargo for the... or Dunedin or somewhere yeah, down south. for the lights. The Christmas lights, and then they ordered them, and then they couldn't use them here because they didn't meet regulation. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Oh, councils. Oh, yeah. We should... That's what we've got to do. We've got to, do... we've got to write a, um, a TV series, a comedy TV series about councils. Yes, that could I work. I reckon that would really work. Yep. That's awesome. Anyway, okay. Um, oh, I've got nothing else. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Good to know, Chris. Um, pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast, really. Right. Uh, what have we got coming up? So um, I am still busy uh, whittling away with uh, coaching speakers for TEDx Rukura. Amazing. Um, so that's going well um, and pretty happy with that. I'm at work in my uh, whatever, I don't know, semi-supervisory role of not actually being a supervisor. But. Yeah, so he does all the work. But see, um, 
Yes. Don't talk about to me about my work because I have I been won't. stressed. City. I won't. I don't want so to know. So I had a I had oh, a shit. health. Now he's talking about it. <laughs> I had a health um, scare this morning at three a.m. I uh, I woke up in screaming agony uh, with my left calf uh, totally cramped out like a rock. And uh, all I could think, I don't know why, I think it's because it woke me up and stuff. I'm like, is a cr- muscle cramp the same? Is that what a stroke is in the brain? Like a cramp in a muscle is the same as a stroke in the brain? Am I drinking too much and too stressed at the moment and doing no exercise? All these bad, bad health habits I've got going on right now. Is that going to uh, start at my cars and then finally... Turned me into a retard, basically, was what I was thinking. Anyway. Imagine how interesting those podcasts will be. <laughs> Do you have anything to say, Chris? He draws in the corner. Because <laughs> you yeah. know he'll still want to do a podcast. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so there Sorry. we go. Uh, anyway, make sure um, to, so what else oh, have you got on? Uh, uh, nothing. Work. It's all about work. You got a trip away in a couple of weeks. Yep. I've got a trip away, away the week after. Yep. Going to have amazing stories from both these trips. I'm off to Christchurch in two weeks' time. Chris has somehow wangled his way into some fancy food tour thing in Melbourne. Yep. For, for, for a whole three There's four so days. many things that could go wrong on Chris's <laughs> trip. I'm so looking forward to it. Like, every time he leaves the country, did I mention last time when he went to America, four months later, somehow he found a whole bunch of illegal fireworks in his, in his clothing. <laughs> Which we still have to set off because those M90s are huge, man. How he didn't get picked up from an explosive <laughs> dog, we'll never know. <laughs> Yeah, that's best to put that on the podcast. <coughs> Only for our uh, listeners here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep this Denial of knowledge. Um, <laughs> so make sure to check us out, thechristandsampodcast.com. Find us on Facebook, the Chris and Sam Podcast, where uh, occasionally some, one of us will post something. Yep. Uh, or Twitter, if, at yeah. Chris and Sam Pod. Yep. And until next week, uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.